you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the I Work For Him radio program with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Hey, as we enter the I Work For Him zone, as we enter the I Work For Him zone, it's important that you recognize that I Work For Him is not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace. It's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Please keep in mind that your existence in the workplace it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, or a used car salesperson, your work matters to God, and he expects you to be his representative in the workplace. Your workplace is your, is your mission field, and in your mission field, you may be the only Jesus that your coworkers and employees may ever meet. You know, Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert, only as one guy trying to live out my life transparently for others in order to equip you for your workplace ministry through a paradigm shift in your mind. Our paradigm shift is, is described by this verse, Romans 12:2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. You may never be the same. Hey, and our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you guests and discussions that will challenge the way you think about faith at work. Today, we shift it to the campuses of the Clearwater Christian College right here in Clearwater, Florida to talk about how people on how, how Clearwater Christian College is incorporating the biblical worldview into each and every one of their graduating studies. It's so important. We don't get to talk about college campuses very often, but you know what? If you're going to equip people for the workplace, you might as well start doing it right there on the college campus. We've got Jack Clem, the new president of Clearwater Christian College in the last three years. Jack, Welcome to the I Work For Him show. Jim, it's great to be with you today. Looking forward to this conversation. And uh, it's been great to build a relationship with you over a couple of months, weeks. And uh, this is going to be a great time for us to talk together about uh, how God's shaping your heart and direction, as well as how things are happening at the college. Well, I'm just excited about what's going on at Clearwater Christian College. You know, for a lot of years, it wasn't a place that everybody thought about going. And, and in the last three years, that whole reputation has changed. And it's become a campus where those who want to follow Christ can go to a Christian college right here in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. They don't have to leave and go to Lakeland or further away. They can go right here. Yes, Tampa Bay is a beautiful area. We have just a gorgeous campus right off of the Courtney Com Campbell Causeway. And uh, we just are so blessed to have that acreage there. And been there. it's going to be our 50th year. But you're right. We've been an unknown entity right. for a lot of years here in the Tampa Bay area. 
You know, I want to read a, a verse of scripture, just, uh, just something laid on my heart. First Chronicles 29, 11 through 13. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things and in your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. And really, I, I read that verse because you guys are working on your campus on incorporating the biblical worldview into everything that you do. And it's so important to understand that, that God, it's all God's. That's right. But before we get into that really great conversation, I really want to hear, how is Jesus Christ making an impact on your life today? Mm. Uh, thanks for asking me that. Well, let me begin by saying, here's how I believe God does make, or Christ does make an impact uh, on me and the means that he uses to do that. And it's been primarily through his word. You know, the, the authoritative, reliable uh, scriptures is what God uses to impact my affections and my attitudes and my actions. And uh, the other means that God uses in my life is typically good preaching and uh, good books that I enjoy reading as well. And so with that in mind, I've been meditating recently just on the whole incarnation. We're in this Christmas season, and I decided this year, through my wife's encouragement, to pick up John Piper's uh, meditation on Advent. And I've just really been, he's got a series of um, short devotionals that take you through the whole month of December. And uh, boy, he's got an, an, an an uncanny ability just to unpack some of the, the the nuggets of scripture and to really challenge us. And so the specifics about the incarnation, Christ coming, robing himself in flesh and blood, uh, just the sacrifice, just the service, just the purpose of all that has really um, caused an awe and a joy in my heart. And then the other thing I'm working on, and I talked to you a little bit about this the other day, was um, of um, I'm, I'm digging into the leadership theme of the book of Joshua. I did some work on that uh, in my my um, doctoral studies, but uh, going back to it, taking another look at it, now that I'm in this leadership role, um, I want to go back and just really lay a good biblical foundation for my leadership actions and activities. Well, there is, I mean, that's a great one because Joshua, of when you look at his, first of all, getting mentored under Moses for all of those years and then taking over leadership, he had a great example of a, of a leader, 40 years of mentoring, I mean, he really had. And then really when you look at him, the only time, and this is my perspective, and I know we talked about this over lunch, the only time that it seemed like he, his leadership just stepped back a minute was the Gibeonite Ruse. That's right, yeah. yeah. So what's the name of the Piper book that you're studying? It's called uh, um, Indestructible Joy. And it's an Advent meditation. It's uh, a free download off of Desiring God Ministries, and uh, obviously written by, compiled by uh, Dr. John Piper. Piper, yeah, and here's there's one of those things I, I, that's so unbelievable. I grew up in Minneapolis. I grew up in Minneapolis, and I didn't ever go to Piper's church. Oh, is that right? Because I didn't know about John Piper until I moved to Florida. Yeah, that's right. And like, really? There was a really cool pastor in Minneapolis. It's just sad. Yeah, well, same for me. I was out there doing my doctoral studies, and my, one of my colleagues, my classmates, uh, called me up. He said, hey, you want to go hear John Piper? I said, great, who's he? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, I've got one of my good friends here, one of our sponsors, Eric Most with Most Insurance. He loves Piper. Now, Piper's a little deep for me. Uh -huh. now, I'm a simpler guy. 
but, but Piper's good and he's right on the money. Yes. I just, it, you know, I can read a lot of people's books in, you know, a few hours. Piper, I have to kind of drudge through. But you've been through seminary. You have a doctorate, so you can trudge through him a lot faster than I do, I'm sure. Okay, so John Piper, The Dawning of Indestructible Joy. Mm-hmm. Daily readings for Advent. All right, thanks, Kathy, for bringing that up. That's right, we have Jack's wife, Kathy, in studio. She doesn't want to be talked to, but she's here, that's and right. we'll have photographic evidence of that on Facebook this that, evening. That's right. All right, Jack, you're relatively new to the Clear, to Clearwater Christian College. How did you come to How did you get here? Yeah. Because I know you got here via Fargo, which we've joked about the fact that God had something to teach you, because <laughs> all the people that he wants to really take, you know, really use, he has to send them through Fargo. That's right. Or Minot. You betcha. Because, you know, it's really cold up there, and you have to learn to trust the Lord for every day. Oh, you betcha. Well, uh, most of my my uh, career in life and ministry has been uh, given to academics in, in the Bible college level, or it has been at the uh, Bible Institute level or it's been at the seminary level. And so I was at a a seminary for 14 years in Virginia Beach, Virginia, uh, left there and uh, went to another school up in Wisconsin. And then uh, was Oh, you had to deal with the whole state of cheeseheads, too. (laughs) That's right. Oh, no. Green Bay Packers. Oh, no. That's right. Well, then uh, from there, I went and I pastored a church in uh, Fargo, or actually Moorhead, Minnesota, which is just across the Red River. And, What's the better part? Because yeah, it's in Minnesota. That's right. That's right. So um, was there, and uh, while I was there, we were having a great time and really enjoying pastoral ministry once again. And uh, uh, Kathy's uh, mother and dad got into a situation just physically and financially. They needed some help. And um, we had always uh, committed to caring for them. And so we then um, just began to follow the Lord's leading with regard to doing what we needed to do to, to make their way into our home and we felt like we needed to move east to do that so i began talking to the church leadership uh, telling them about what was going on and uh, we had sort of talked about this on the way in that this might be a possibility so i was glad that we had that initial conversation and uh they were just so kind gracious Uh, they were disappointed but obviously uh, saw the bigger picture and um, so as we began praying uh, looking to the lord for where would be the next step uh, my name got submitted into the mix of uh, candidates for the opportunity at Clearwater Christian College. And uh, one thing led to another, and it was a real struggle for us. We, uh, Lord was really tugging on our hearts, and at a point uh, we actually said, no, no, I don't think we want to go. But then uh, we were just totally Uh-oh. restless. You told the Lord no. We did. <laughs> Can't right. do that, you know. I know. What, what did you tell the Lord no about that he sent you to Wisconsin and then... Fargo. Oh, that's a whole nother. That's a whole. Lord, other I don't ever want to live in the Upper Midwest, especially in the middle of winter time. Yeah, that's really? a whole other radio program. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm going to write that down. Yeah. All right, for the future. Yes. All right, so you know, you come down here, and I know we're heading into a break, but you know, Clearwater Christian College had a significant room for improving their marketing image here in Tampa Bay, and you had so much opportunity with a school that was 47 years old when you came down here to say, hey, we've got a jewel in the rough here mm-hmm. in Clearwater. How can we let other people know about it? That was quite a challenge to be thrown into. Oh, it was, yes. They, very much so, because the school was feeling like the leadership of the school, the board, you know, we need to build a rocket ship, and we don't have much time, and, and uh, we need to do things differently, and, and we don't really know who we we are what's our identity and and uh, the school had has a great academic reputation but just in terms of trajectory direction what do we want to be you know in the in the coming years uh, was a huge challenge and uh, 
And uh, the Lord just uh, graciously has been bringing us along. It's still not without challenge, but, um, but God's been really good in that process. It always is good. And, you know, and the first time I was out to see a walk, you gave me the big tour of the campus, and it is absolutely a breathtaking campus. Yes, it and, is. And the buildings are gorgeous. I mean, it's it's a real, I mean, it's a nice small school for kids that don't want to go to a place that's monstrous and ridiculous. I mean, I went to a college with 16,000 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my daughter's graduated from college has got 50,000 people. I mean, it just... It's incredible yes. how what a neat little campus it is. It is. 21 acres is our footprint, and we're able to really dig into the lives of the students that are there and, and build genuine community and mentor with them and just live life with them in a meaningful way. And I think the, the thing that as we go through our conversation today, one of the things I want to just emphasize is you know, we are a Christian liberal arts college, and, and that's uh, something I want to parse out with us as we talk our way through today's program. That's fantastic. All right, we're going to take a break. We're talking with Dr. Jack Clem, the president of Clearwater Christian College right here in Clearwater, Florida, about how they're incorporating the biblical worldview into every piece of curriculum throughout the campus. It's a work in process, but that's what we're talking about today. Hey, if you've got a question for Dr. Clem, or he likes to be called Jack, if you've got a question for him about Clearwater Christian College, or you want to ask about what's going on up there, Call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. All right, Jack, let's get back to, you know, you've, you started this process. As you got here, you were analyzing how they were preparing kids to graduate. Yes. And you recognized a need for, that didn't matter what their curriculum was, that, that obviously your, your ministry majors were coming out with a biblical worldview, but not necessarily the liberal arts graduates. Mm-hmm. And and now you've been working very steadily. In fact, I know it was a real push this fall for making sure that everybody is going to have a proper view on their workplace as a mission field before they graduate. Absolutely. So how did you even start that process? How did you even recognize that there was an issue? Yeah. Well, when I was in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and I was part of a team of men that planted a, a seminary there, and I was there, as I mentioned earlier, for 14 years, <clears throat> I really developed, um, I think, quite uh, solidly a philosophy or a biblical approach to life and ministry, which we could call a biblical worldview, but it really was fleshed out around the gospel. And uh, we talked a lot about uh, the Word of God, Christ, grace, His church. And so I, when, I, when I came on scene here at Clearwater Christian College, I wanted to bring those things with me. And as I began talking with faculty, staff, administration, I started working, articulating what that meant you know, and how that actually controlled my thinking, how that controls life, how that controls all that we say and do. So I began unpacking it uh, under the umbrella of the gospel, gospel centrality, and then saying, all right, if the gospel is really big, and if it's genuinely powerful, then it's got to work in everything that we say and do. Amen to that. Oh, you got to say that. Say that again. That so, was so good. So the gospel is really big. It's genuinely powerful, and it works in everything that we do and say. It's good news, and it's good news for everyone. Absolutely. So I just, uh, I guess I was just stupid enough to think that we could take, <laughs> we could take the gospel and we could apply it thoroughly, deeply, intentionally to academics, to operations, and to student life. So I just started reading you know, everything I could, because I was really new to the liberal arts, um, everything else I've been doing to this point in life was either like Bible Institute, Bible College, or seminary. And I did not have the privilege of going through a liberal arts education. Okay. So here I am. I'm like, okay, now what do I do with this? And as I've uh, really 
studied and pondered and and uh, been around colleagues who know and understand the the whole liberal arts i'm like the liberal arts which are designed to answer two of life's biggest questions who am i and how do i live so a liberal arts education when it's deeply christian can answer those questions powerfully and so when you infuse that with or when you connect that with a gospel man you've got something that is transformative it's volatile i mean in, in the in the most uh, you know, positive sense of that word. And it's also something that's going to make you employable, you know, because uh, you, you'll have skills, you'll have abilities, you'll have opportunities that, uh, uh, you know, just someone who's going through a technical kind of a program won't be able to develop out in their in their college experience. Well, yeah, because, you know, I got a liberal, liberal arts college degree uh, from a very liberal university in Minnesota. And you know, I learned my technical side, but of course, I didn't learn how to apply my faith to my workplace. That's and really, right. that's when I say biblical worldview, just so that everybody understands what we're talking about. We're trying to talk about the fact that what's in the Bible, those 1,500 and some pages, depending which translation you're reading, that it teaches us how to apply our faith in God into everything we do. Right. And that's really what the Reformation was all about. And that was something, as I've done all my reading and prepping for the show the last couple of years, I never heard it from the pulpit. Or maybe I did and I wasn't listening, but I've, actually, I've never heard a lot of sermons on the Reformation anyway, but that's really what the Reformation was all about. Yes. Workplace ministry and the fact that it wasn't just the priests and the monks that had the, 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 uh, that they just had the high calling, right. that all everything we did mattered to God. It didn't matter what we did. Mm-hmm. We're all to do it as unto the Lord, whether we're digging ditches, flipping pancakes, you know, uh, being a, you know, cleaning floors in a bathroom, or whether we're running a Christian college, all of it mattered to God. Absolutely. Somehow we're along the line, uh, we have been able to compartmentalize and segment life from sacred and secular. You know what that is? Because men control the society. If women controlled the society, everything would be interconnected because women <laughs> think that way. Men are really good at compartmentalizing. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, we really need to see life as not something that is is compartmentalized into secular and to sacred, but we need to see life as sacred. And uh, so when we when we embrace the gospel by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and we uh, commit ourselves to his word and we're enjoying his grace and we're, um, you know, integrating into the into the church, um, all of a sudden the gospel brings all of life's questions into perspective for us and enables us to view life from this lens and help us you know, deal with the ups and downs and, and work our way through the various seasons of life, whether it's a season of prosperity or if it's a season of suffering or you know, if it's a season of pain, it's a season of joy. Um, there's that constancy that uh, we can enjoy from the gospel and from that integration. Well, and really, you know, and you talk with bigger words than I t- typically use, but what, what really what you're saying is that everything that Jesus demonstrated that following him applied to every part of life. Exactly. Because he was so good at integrating himself, and he was the son of God. Like you said, I love the way he wrapped himself in flesh. That is a great, I love the way mm-hmm. you said that. Um, that he's, he was the son of God, but he showed us how his faith and, and his relationship with his heavenly father applied to everything he did all day long. That's right. It didn't matter whether he was eating dinner with Zacchaeus or whether he was talking in the, under the midnight oil with Nicodemus or whether he was out healing the crowds or feeding people or just hanging out with the, with the boys, the disciples. He brought his relationship with him wherever he went. Mm-hmm. It applied to everything that he did. Absolutely. And and there's joy in that. And there is uh, that is how we glorify the Lord. Of course, uh, Piper has also been helpful to us 
in understanding that uh, we glorify the Lord by enjoying Him mm-hmm. forever and uh, by finding our, our satisfaction in Him. And uh, the more we find that delight and that joy and that satisfaction, the greater glory that we bring to Him, we show His worth and we show His value. And so for me, coming on scene here in Clearwater, being part of Clearwater Christian College, all of a sudden I realized I have this incredible platform. I've got this great opportunity to take a Christian liberal arts education, infuse it deeply, strongly, robustly with the gospel, and then just build it out from there. So when we, one of the things I think about very much is that I I want it to be genuine. I want it to be thorough. I want it to be integrated. Uh, Those are the kind of words that I would use to describe what I want to see happen at the college with the biblical worldview. And my colleagues who surround me, who are, um, who who understand even the liberal arts deeper, better than more than I do, um, we we share that same passion. We, we, so we we want um, faculty that really, you know, they're obviously committed Christ followers, but they understand how to work with the presuppositions of their discipline in such a way that that they don't let the gospel, you know, they they let the gospel shine brightly over their presupposition. For example, in science, okay. you know, we're, we're going to, we, we want to show how a, a creator God you know, brought the world into existence. So we're not going to we're not going to um, um, give in to the evolutionary naturalistic kind of mindset, right? You know, but even in business, you know, we we need to think. What, what are the presuppositions of business? How about exercise supports science? You know, about the nature of man and and the body and so forth. And how do we how psychology? Another another um, aspect. So in the arts, in the humanities, in the sciences, we're taking those given presuppositions and we're showing how the preeminence of Christ reigns and rules over all of them. And we're unpacking just the beauty of creation in, in those disciplines. And so we need faculty who can do that. They can think theologically, you know, and they can but they're experts in best practices and their skill set. But um uh, but they can show the students uh, how this actually works and how they can think critically about their discipline in their minor. What's your hope for the for the graduating students from Clearwater Christian College? What's your hope for them as they enter in, into the into the workplace? When you have an overall goal, obviously you want them to understand. They, you want them to be very well versed in their degree that they've atta- obtained. But what's your hope for them? I mean, in, in in making sure that the biblical worldview is built into throughout their curriculum, what's your hope for them? Yeah. Well, I would say it this way, Jim. I'd say you know, first of all, I, I want them to be good critical thinkers. I want them to be empathetic collaborators. You know, so in other words, I, I want them to be able to to have the people skills. That they need to be able to collaborate. Okay, in, you know, in the in the workplace, I want them to be good, clear communicators. You know, they can write an email. I'd be surprised when I start talking to business people. Uh, they say, you know, um, a lot of my colleagues don't know how to send or write emails that make any sense. And so, you know, we we're hoping that we'll impact uh, that way. And they can discern. They have great discernment. They know how to live wisely in the in the world in which they live. But I also want them to think of work as a gift. Mm, that's a good one. You know, sure, it was a gift from God. I mean, it that's was. What, in, in the garden, he gave them that gift. This is your purpose. Exactly. Cultivate, expand, conquer the earth, that kind of thing. Yeah, and so when we are working, we're in a sense reflecting our creator. You know, I mean, he's given, you know, he's, he's created us in this way. And so as we work, 
And as we involve ourselves in problem solving and manufacturing and, and business and teaching and medicine and science, uh, we're reflecting the glory of God. We're reflecting the purpose that he created us for. All right. That's where we got more. We got we got to take a break. But we got more coming up with President Jack Clem from Clearwater Christian College about how they're incorporating the biblical worldview into everything that they do at Clearwater Christian College. All right. All right we're back live and in studio with President Jack Clem from Clearwater Christian College talking about how they're incorporating the biblical worldview into every part of their curriculum. So when their students graduate, they have an accurate view of how their faith applies to their workplace. Hmm. That's powerful, Jack. It is. And let me just uh, wrap up that conversation that we were having just before the break. And uh, what I really want our listening audience to see, to hear, to understand is I think about that, and I think it's a great question in terms of how our students are going to impact the workplace. You know, obviously, I want them to be thinkers. I want them to be compassionate people. I want them to be able to, um, you know, collaborate, communicate clearly, that sort of thing. Uh, I want them to see their work. Really, is God is God has created us to reflect Him and be His light, be His be His um, His testimony, be His uh, representation in the workplace. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I, I'm trusting. And what what greater way could they have an impact than just living a a, a a, a righteous kind of life, a holy life, not a self-righteous life. But, um, you know, if we use the word virtue, we're just thinking we're living out our gospel faith. We're living out our commitment to Christ in a wholesome, holy, humble, you know, Christ-like, servant-like way. And then I, I hope that they'll be able to be servants of their coworkers and uh, be servants of their customers mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, pursue opportunities then to, to proclaim the gospel. So that servanthood capacity that I think is so um, much a part of the gospel. So, so being, you know, virtuous, uh, and, and by that I just simply mean that they're, they're just people who are going to live right. They're going to live out the gospel. They're going to be a, a genuine commitment to it, and it's going to be reflected in the way that they live, the way they talk, and the way that they uh, act with individual people. And then just be a servant, just uh, a serving coworkers, serving customers. And then looking for those opportunities to proclaim the word. Yeah, we take that even further. Serving the coworkers, serving customers, but also serving their vendors, the people that they yeah, buy they from. Go. You can make impact there too. So, moms and dads out there, that you've got your your student right now considering uh, where they're going to go to college next year, ask that question. Are you thinking of sending them to a place where they will learn how to apply their faith? No matter what their job is, when they graduate, they'll know how to apply their faith to what they do and understand that no matter what their workplace is. Their workplace is their mission field. And in that mission field, they may be the only Jesus that people will ever meet. And that's the kind of college that Clearwater Christian College Absolutely. is, Jack. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, We're really passionate about that. We're really committed toward that end. We're doing all that we can to shore up all of the uh, various aspects of college life, from the academic piece to the student life piece to the operations piece. And uh, we really want our students to have a strong and vibrant testimony for Christ in the in the Tampa Bay area, and uh, we've got a great market space here. Oh, you do! It's full of small businesses, thousands, tens of thousands of small businesses. There's four and a half million people. It's a very diverse community. Yes, but full of really neat people. Lots of great opportunities. Yeah, there are. 
it's not necessarily the cheapest place to live. No, no. So I, I'm not sure how well we're retaining. I know that in those middle management, there's there's some lot of the entry level jobs are starting to come. The middle manager jobs, middle mm-hmm. management jobs are not flowing so mm-hmm. freely yet. But what kind of involvement so far are you seeing as you've as you've turned the bus around on Clearwater Christian College and taken it in a, in a direction uh, for for 2015 and beyond? What kind of involvement are you getting from the the, the business community, the Christian business community, and maybe outside of the the business, the Christian business community. Yeah. But what kind of involvement are you, how are you interconnecting the two? Yes. Well, actually it was, um, uh, Jay Lippy was a huge help and encouragement to me in introducing me to you and, and to other business, to Lori Hill and so forth. And um, uh, over that or through that or because of that, uh, we have developed some just dynamic relationships with the business community. And probably this last year, I've been really getting to know the business people of the Tampa Bay area. And uh, for example, now we have the Christian Chamber of Commerce on our campus. We we give them office space and, and they had a grand opening recently. And, and that's been a great relationship for us with them. Uh, we do a men's Bible study with businessmen on Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. right there on campus. And it's really neat to see these guys roll in and uh, one hour and they're rolling out because they're on their way to work. But we're ideally situated we're right there by the bridge. So if you're going to Tampa, you're going to St. Pete, you can just make your way to the campus, enjoy that Bible study. We're working through the book of Hebrews right now. So that's been, been, been good for us as well. But this is an area that we need to do a little bit more work in, just building these relationships and connecting our students to them, um, establishing pathways. So we've done some things along this line as I've articulated. Uh, we aspire to be doing some other creative things that uh, I'm really excited about and uh, bringing best practices of business into the classroom. So let's talk about some of those business-related degrees that you have. Degrees, I mean, you've got, let's just talk about the degree programs that you do have. You've got um, a pre-pastorate, why don't you, instead of me trying to guess, why don't you talk about what you do have for degree programs? Sure. Well, what we basically have at Clearwater Christian College, we have, um, you can, you know, 24 majors, um, two associate degrees, 17 minors. Everybody has a minor in Bible. Okay. So that's about 18 credit hours. We're a regionally accredited school, so the same accreditation that uh, would apply or would uh, hold uh, St. Pete College or University of Tampa, uh, University of Miami uh, accountable. That's the same accrediting organization that we belong to. Okay. So, so transferability is is uh, is outstanding for us. Um, now, the areas that we do really well in this, it, there, there are about three majors that uh, really shine for us, and uh, they are business, uh, the sciences. And education, those those three. So when you look at uh, when you look at business, we do accounting, and then also your basic business degree, uh, which does have some management leadership um, components to it. And then um, we on the science side, we do biology, criminal justice, exercise and sports science, math, pre med, pre vet, psychology. Psychology is probably one of the uh, strong ones for us, uh, as well as the criminal justice is new, growing for us. Uh, we've put a lot of students into med school, 
and uh, they they do really well with their MCATs and uh, scoring well on those and and getting into um, those responsibilities or those opportunities. All right, we come back from our break. I'll have you talk more about the education degree system that you got going too. So you got business, you got science, education, and ministry related stuff. All right, we've been talking for, with President Jack Clem from Clearwater Christian College right here in Clearwater, Florida, about how they are being very intentional on in incorporating the biblical worldview into all of their curriculum so that when their kids graduate, they know how to apply their faith to their workplace and recognize their workplace as a mission field. And moms and dads listening out there, students listening out there, if you're considering going to a college and you're considering going to a private college, this is a place you need to consider because when you graduate, you will be equipped as a missionary to your workplace. And that's what I work for him is all about. Because in that workplace, in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus that your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Jack Clem, as we're talking about, you said the majors that you got going on there. You've got business majors, uh, and that you've got accounting as part of that. Um, you've got science majors, and you went through a whole bunch. Why don't you just review those really quickly, and then go on to education? Yeah, we uh, the the three majors or the areas that are really strong for us would be business, and and we have an accounting and a you know basic business uh, emphasis there. Uh, sciences and in sciences, biology, criminal justice. Exercise sports science, which is growing for us, uh, math, pre-med, pre-vet, psychology. But also on the education side, we are also um, enjoying some good success there. And and basically you can, uh, you know, the uh, education majors, you can focus on biology or elementary ed or secondary education, uh, music ed, phys ed, social studies ed. You know, we just have a strong program there, and we put a lot of teachers into the Pinellas County area, Hillsboro, and so forth, and uh, both in the private schools as well as in the public schools. And uh, our, our students are, are sought after, desired, and uh, they do well. And we're just grateful to the Lord for that. It's a great testimony for them to get into some of those spaces and represent the Lord. And, you know, being a teacher and being in those kind of environments, boy, that's where, that's where life happens and mm-hmm. things happen. You Transformation mean, takes place. We're infiltrating the public school system. That's right. Watch I out. That. I love that. Uh, watch out. Oh, if we could only... And you know what? There's some fantastic... I mean, the majority of the teachers in the public school system are fantastic. Yeah. They come without agenda. They love children. And they just want whatever the age may be. And they just want to invest their lives in them. Yeah. And they're... Yeah. There's some that maybe that's not the case, but yeah, you know, I wanted to say something that um, uh, is a little bit of a corrective, not not correcting anything you said, but uh, that's okay. I make yeah. mistakes. No, no, no. Uh, what I mean by that is that um, when we have been articulating or when we've been talking about this whole idea of integrating your faith into what you do, um, some have thought, oh, we're trying to make the college now a Bible college. You know, and it was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're just trying to show the Lordship of Christ over all of these different disciplines. And we're just trying to impress upon you your responsibility as as a follower of Christ, that no matter where you are, you have this responsibility. And so you're, you're you know, we're just trying to encourage our students to live like a missionary wherever they are. But somehow that gets gets maybe distorted or filtered through the wrong filter system and people think, oh, you're trying to change the school into something that it's not. And we're no, we're not trying to change it from its original founding, preparing you with best practices, with a Christian liberal arts education, but we're just trying to impress upon you and show you the accountability and responsibility you have with the gospel and how to live like a missionary. And really what you're seeing there, I think you're fighting against the church. 
because yeah. the church really has not <clears throat> grabbed on to that. I mean, I, I know it did in the 1500s during the Reformation, but that in, in the last 100 years, we've somehow lost the fact that no matter what we do, it's yes. we do it for God. Right. And the fact that you're getting some of that pushback is it is probably just out of, and, and I don't say this in a, well, it's, it's out of ignorance of what the gospel is really all about. Right. It, it's about, it's just a lack of knowledge of understanding why God created us in the first place. Right. I mean, he didn't create everybody to be a pastor right. or a preacher. <laughs> he created people to do all kinds of things. He's the one that assigns the gift sets that we have. You've been gifted to be the president of a college. I've been gifted apparently to be on the radio. There you go. So <clears throat> they're different gift sets. But we can bring glory to God no matter what we do. Right. By filling, you we're, we're, we're basically filling out our calling. We're, we're living out the life that God has designed for us. We're doing it happily. We're doing it in a way that truly honors and glorifies him. And, and uh, we're, we're, as we said earlier, we're serving, we're loving, we're, we're, um, we're creating, we're reflecting the fact that we're created in the image and likeness of God. And uh, in that workplace environment, we have that opportunity to do so. So when you dream, when you look back and say, okay, someday when I retire 15 years from now, here's the, here's what I'd love to be able to write myself a letter saying, here's, I, I dreamed of this impact on Tampa Bay and look what the Lord has done. What do you see? How, how do you see, how do you want to see Clearwater Christian College make an impact on Tampa Bay? Yeah. Well, I, I would like to see the, the college be known for, first of all, its commitment to the gospel. I really want that to to be known and resonate throughout our community. I, I would also love for the college to be seen as a resource. Hey, um, you know, I'm wondering about this particular workplace issue. Well, I, you know, Clearwater could help you with that in terms of uh, we have a faith to life center now that we've been trying to launch and we did launch this particular year. And that faith to life center is, is just helping, um, you know, we're, we're dealing with issues and uh, trying to show how the gospel applies to all of these different life issues. So I'd love for the college to be seen as a, as a resource. I, I'd love for the college just to be thriving and strong in the Tampa Bay area, um, uh, hopefully also impacting the, the area ec economically. You know, as we, I mean, we're, we're a college and we've got, we've got a couple hundred employees, you know, we've got, we've got a couple hundred students and you know, that brings economic impact. Uh, to this area, but I'd also like to see it as a, as a beacon, a light, uh, spiritually. That uh, hey, the, these these people over here, uh, behind the mangroves, they're not uh, they're not crazy cultists, but they are they're people who love the Lord and would serve you compassionately and and uh, would do anything they could to help you thrive in your in your workplace ministry. Yeah, and the students, what, what, how cool would it be to say, hey. If you're going to look for a student, if you're going to recruit somebody for an internship, you got to go to Clearwater Christian right. College. They've got right. great students. I mean, that's the kind of reputation that you really want. Oh, absolutely. Because that that really screams loudly, hey, these people are being impacted by Christ. Their lives are never the same right. because of their involvement in the challenge and their faith at Clearwater Christian College. Right. I had a, a really sweet uh, experience recently. I was at the Rotary in Clearwater, and um, Salvation Army was doing their presentation of Christmas songs and so forth. Uh, Gary Rigoli is the new president down there. But anyway, um, uh, w one of the Salvation Army um, individuals came up to me afterwards and said, hey, your, your students are coming over and teaching our underprivileged kids music lessons. I hadn't even know, I didn't even know that. I didn't know that our kids were working 
in that way. And uh, we followed up on it, and we had some just really sweet reports of how our students were investing in the lives of these underprivileged kids and teaching them music lessons, piano, instrumentals. And, and that's the kind of resource I would like for the Tampa Bay area to realize does exist uh, out of Clearwater Christian College. Mm. All right. Well, listen, next time we bring you back on the show, we get lots more things we want to hear about. But I think we should bring a student on to talk yeah. about the impact that's being made or maybe one that's graduated, that's already plugged into the workplace, something like that. All right. Listen, coming up on the next I Work For Him show, we've got Kara Silman Brown. She'll be joining us to talk again once more about how we as Christ followers in the workplace need to approach millennials differently than we haven't approached new employees in the past because millennials have a different view of work and of their faith. They're looking for real. They want to know that you're going to be real. So tune in next with Karis Hillman-Brown. Hey, Jack Clem, thanks for being on the show today. really appreciate you bringing the good news about what's going on at Clearwater Christian College. Jim, thanks so much for allowing me to be part of this with you today. I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Hey, thanks for listening today. Email me if you've had any suggestions or you'd like to talk to me, jim at iworkforhim.com. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.